I'm totally right. I like it though. I like it. The yeah. mood is the mood is light. I dig it. Let's peace these broken pieces together. Episode nine. Welcome everyone to Fumble Podcast, episode nine. Uh, I have a good friend of mine here today. Uh, we became friends through uh, my work, if I can be honest. I I was actually teaching uh, piano uh, to this person's daughter and his wife, and. Uh, that's how we met. And eventually it turned from lessons to, uh, um, to his wife and his daughter to basically him and I working on piano together, uh, for better half of almost, almost two years. Um, but more importantly than that, we've, um, flourished into this, uh, relationship has flourished into a solid friendship and, uh, that hot tub you guys always see in my garage. That's thanks to this man. So my guest today uh, is none other than Scott. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Of course. So I wanted you on uh, because uh, I admire your work ethic. Um, we've had many discussions on projects you've been involved in, um, whether it's home improvement, whether it's other homes, whether it's... Uh, just even your line of work, everything, everything that, that, uh, you bring up, it's, it's always go, 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 you know, no rest for the weary. And it, it was truly inspiring. And I like to think I'm, I follow that same method to life, but, uh, you definitely reminded me of precision and, 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 and the attention to detail you put in, for example, you're adding a whole, uh, pull to your, to your house hence why uh you gave me that hot tub on to better better things for you um you labeled yourself as weekend warrior i label you as the furthest thing from lazy so uh that's what we want to talk about today man laziness and 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 is it is it are we born with it what's the process of fighting laziness and and um what it takes and i want to dig into your uh life and and i want to hear all about how you went from little scott to current scott and <laughs> and and how you made those choices that has led you to today so tell Appreciate me first it. of all man what do you think of um what 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 where you, where you at currently as far as uh this pool project you know, I'm, uh, we're waiting for some permits and, uh, I get reminded from the 12 year old every day as a check-in, you know, <laughs> is it done yet? Is it done yet? Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's definitely motivating, but, um, you know, I, I think a side comment on here too, is that, you know, you know, Pej, you and I, we have some really highly dynamic conversations where, you know, there's so many moving parts and what the comedic, uh, 
like a comedic uh, um, delivery on the conversations usually is that we'll start with a serious topic and then it'll branch out into multiple but then continuously through the conversation, we're looping back to the original topic and its relevancy to the branches. And I think you and I actually, we enjoy that. So there, there was a, I think there's a common, uh, you know, like interest as far as like communication and like storytelling. Um, I, you know, I, one of the things with me is that um, I love design and I always have, it's part of my, my work and my career yeah. as well as uh, my desire to, you know, Hey, I want to buy a fixer upper or, you know, get something that someone didn't take care of. And I want to make it new again, or make it, make it in my own way. Something I like, it doesn't have to be perfect, but um, I'm sure there's, you know, situations where I might take it a little too far to get it just right in my mind. But with the pool, um, we started talking about the design and how much surface area is going to be exposed to the sun and, you know, how much volume of water we're going to have to pump into it to keep it warm and stuff. And yeah, and, yeah so it's it's interesting. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fortunate person to be in a situation where, you know, hey, you know, let's let's do some remodeling here because um, sometimes this stuff is, uh, you know, definitely. Um, you know, costly, but it's, uh, you know, I, I think as we navigated COVID, you know, it was like, you know, we're getting sort of like cabin fever here and, you know, we want to just, you know, in, bring it outside. Right. So is that so the motivator? Be... Was that the motivator to, to yeah get, get this thing going? And I mean, I mean, we, you had a pool, right? Let's, you already yeah. had one, you already had a pool at the property you live at. We did. And then, and then, uh, you also had the hot tub. You got rid of the hot tub, mm -hmm. um, but we wanted then, to move the we wanted to move the pool six inches. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, it would do. imagine that. <laughs> but the, the funny part is, I'd believe that, like because you're no. so you're so precise with with your no. shit. I would be like, yeah, yeah. He's a. Uh, there must be some mad, like no. mad reason why you're doing it. But no, you, pool, you wanted to upgrade the pool, right? So well, yeah, the pool the pool was leaking. It had a plumbing issue. It had some uh, cracks in it uh, that had to be, uh, you know, seismic. You know, there was some seismic damage to the pool. There was um, a uh, a pool plaster formula that they used to pour back in the '80s that you know had some chemical remnants in it that we wanted to abate from the property. And so with that, it came a you know a big master plan as far as you know. Everyone has a swimming pool, but what makes things special? Um, and, you know, again, when I walked you through what we were doing, you know, you thought it was pretty interesting on it, but uh, definitely a lot of thought and uh, yeah. it'll look good. Maybe we can there's, share a picture in the, in the future. Absolutely, man. There's a science, there's such a science to it that I was so ignorant about and, and you, um, you educated me on that. And, and it's, uh, anyway, this episode isn't meant to be just about the pool, but, <laughs> but as, as, um, as one example of the dedication that you put into the projects. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, um, you know, I think a good tie in could be is, uh, you know, you, one can be lazy by the pool, right? Or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah. it's, it's funny because, and, and that's something I want to get into. And by the way, I'm wearing my uh, Kobe sweatshirt today is that he's a great right. example of someone who's not, who wasn't lazy. God bless yeah. his soul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mad love, mad love. Yeah, man. That guy, uh, he was, he literally, uh, 
like mentally brought whatever he wanted from this from the world into his being like he, yeah. whatever he wanted to bring to to reality he made happen and there was no quit in him yeah he's uh, good no oh, great absolutely um so but what i was going to say is you know we i think as human beings one thing we do is we and evolution can kind of uh confirm this we we've started from wherever uh the the audience believes humanity started from whether we look at the religious uh route or when we took a look at the scientific route whatever route we want to take we started somewhere right and then mm -hmm. from that point forward we've made all these advancements right industrial uh educational um uh, even clothing right whatever like every little thing that that <clears throat> humanity has improved on is yeah. is uh it takes effort and it took a lot of precision it took a lot of most likely failing most likely mistakes and and having to to endure all of that to get us to where we are today and we're far from uh a perfect being as a humanity as, as obviously you just turn on the news you can see that but yeah, i think uh, i think we were we were talking about that where i was i mentioned to you that i heard someone speaking and they said something interesting about it took mankind two million years yeah. to double to double mankind's life expectancy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Elaborate yeah. on that, man. That's that's. I mean, we. I mean, if we elaborate on that, just just the idea of two million years of mistakes, essentially, or two million years of 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 learning from. You know. I don't know, but I don't know what mistakes. I mean, there, there's a lot of you know technical evolution, you know, humankind evolution, you know, sure, uh, sure. this before that, before this, before that. You know, there's there's a lot of progression in there. You know, I, I should specify. I guess I'm 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 following the the medical technology, right? Sure, I'm, sure. I'm specifically focusing on that. Yeah. But but it's it's but it's true, and and, and there's nothing wrong with. I mean, we can't even blame it blame ourselves for it right because it's it is it is with the you don't know what you don't know right there's a saying that they all that we always stick with it's like it's that whole analogy of um it's not even an analogy it's an actual video online that um it's floating around there's a baby in india right um in the country of india he they put that baby um in in the village that they live in a cobra right rolls up to this baby and and it gets into attack mode but the baby doesn't know that a snake is lethal or specifically a a cobra a spitting cobra that is so because of that there is no fear so what happens is this baby is just playing with this thing like it's a rubber toy yeah. and the but but the amazing thing is that snake doesn't attack it mm. so it may it's just a simple example of fear is taught right is it's something that is learned um and the reason i bring that up is because that because of that law of attraction which i believe in that kid didn't that baby infant didn't even think about the idea of this thing hurting him so what happened as a result is the snake didn't feel it didn't feel uh 
didn't sense the fear in the kid, which they always say, right? Snakes sense fear. And because he, the, the kid baby didn't fear, fear the snake, the snake was not dangerous to the kid. So which one? So is, does that, does that lead us to think that, you know, if we just kind of tame our fears and, and, and understand that fear is, is taught, we can achieve so much more than, than we actually set out to do most of the time. What do you think of that? Well, I, I think that, you know, you know, there's naivety in the infant, you know, because the infant does is not aware, right? And there's that innocence of not being aware doesn't kick off a um, a reaction, a chain reaction, a cause and effect, you know, where the effect would be that the cobra would strike. Yeah. Um, I think that, um, you know, overcoming fears, you know, people are fear, um, pre- people are fearful. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I'll say something like, I hope not, that's not controversial. I think a lot of, uh, modern Christianity beliefs are based on, uh, fearing f- being, living in fear, living in fear of damnation or be- living in fear of consequences of, of, uh, you know, pissing off someone in a more superior seat. Um, you know, I think that, um, you know, there is strength in overcoming fears, um, pulling it away from the religion comment. Um, yeah, and I yeah, think that, yeah. you know, you know, overcoming fears that, you know, that's like, I think that's one of the greatest uh, movie archetypal archetypals in, in you know, of the, in the movies, so you know, karate kid, overcome your fears, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Eye of the tiger, you know, like you know, all of it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And by the way, it, um, coming from, a, uh, another background i want to get into your upbringing and and how uh you know what kind of household you were raised in and all that but um that doesn't what you mentioned isn't just reserved for christianity i mean most religions uh, Mm -hmm. share share that right and i Mm -hmm. came from a different religious background baha'i religious background um and um they all to a degree uh teach that right yeah to, to no you're right it. i i actually stand corrected i i said i might have said modern christianity i i i want to say like religion period religion yeah yeah, yeah 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 and and for better or for worse we're not debating whether it's right no. or wrong we're just debating the the idea of fear and and yeah. um and whether it is it, whether we are able to tame it or or, or control mm-hmm. uh that urge and it leads what? into many other uh aspects of human mind but what yeah. what, are, what what are people get when when do people when are people fearful you know when when there there's an unknown or uh they anticipate the consequences not in their favor right yeah absolutely yeah um yeah so you know so that comes from expectations right that comes from over time we've we've learned to expect things um because we've seen past generations do it a certain way whether it worked or not and we've we've learned i mean we copy ourselves right we we we, to a certain degree until we reach our adult mind and reach our independent thinking um we it's easy to lean on past experiences right Mm -hmm. now and 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 however we we view it right and that past experience could be good or bad depending on how you look at it but um that is the that is i think one of the strengths but also one of the weaknesses of humanity i think is we we have the ability to uh 
think and 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 assess situations but i think biases and experiences mm-hmm. lean lean us or lead us one way or the other you know um i i think that i i i i have a lot of admiration for people who are introspective um people who can learn from their mistakes um i try to be that um I try to practice this. I, I try to uh, be self-aware. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely um, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a lot there. You know, yeah, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. So your um, your childhood, man. Where where were you? Uh, where are you from? Where were you raised? What yeah. uh, what were the dynamics in the household? Yeah, you know, I ra- I was raised um a blue collar family. Um and my my dad um was the first in the family to go to college and actually became a software engineer um when I was a young age. And um that was uh that actually got me start interested in computers. Um my um my mom worked at the phone company and was an operator for years um and uh you know my dad had a computer at home and that actually spurred my interest in working with a computer and um you know i believe that was like the foundation set for what made me um interested in working with computers and you know it it springboarded my career path um it wasn't always it wasn't always it wasn't always a straight path but uh you know i had a lot of fun and there was a lot of intrigue with the computer with me so i gotta say you're um what what uh what years are we are we talking here when your dad was working for on computers Uh, um uh, like mid early mid 70s so that's a testament uh, to your father. He was, I feel, ahead of his time. And, yeah. and that in the 70s was, you know, thinking that progressively and, and seeing the worth in computers and what, what were to come of the computer in the industry. I mean, this is before Steve Jobs and all that. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, that's great. That's great. And, and uh, what a good influence uh, to have for a son, you know, to, to follow that uh passion of course again you you didn't have to you chose to mm-hmm. uh uh you know well you know I, I, honestly i don't know if i was that sentimental about it i i i don't know if i did it as much as to please dad but yeah i i think i did it because i was interested in it you know um you know before there were video games that looked like today's video games yeah. there were video games that were in some points, just text-based, right, and yeah. and narrative narrative-driven, you know, story-driven and whatnot. And that's, um, you know, I I worked in an area where, you know, I had to program a computer, learn how to program a computer to do what I wanted it to do, and then that just progressed, and I got better and better. You know, sort of like, uh, you know, some form of martial art or yeah. you know, like exercise or someone's basketball game, right? Yeah, yeah. And and so. Um, yeah, practice makes perfect. And I developed a set of skills that, um, you know, turned out to be pretty valuable in the, uh, the industries I've worked in in the past. And, 
along the way, I've been, um, you know, uh, fortunate enough to have invented multiple things in the areas of technology with computers yeah. and, um, my career and my livelihood is based on working with technology. So um, I'm very thankful for that and that opportunity that I stumbled upon. Um, and I, you know, um, I think about that regularly. It's it's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, though. That's, I mean, it's cool that you pursued that and, and you've made it a successful career as a result. Your upbringing, though, you said was blue collar. Um, uh, you're, are you the only kid? Were you, do you have siblings? How, how was the household in that sense? Um, I'm the middle three. I'm an older brother. And um, my parents adopted a daughter. Um, so there's my brother and I, and we're about seven and a half years apart. Mm -hmm. And uh, my parents are both Caucasian. My mom's from the East Coast. My dad's from the Midwest. Two white kids, my brother and I, mm -hmm. uh, seven seven years apart, which was big. That's a big gap. Yeah. And then um, my parents adopted a Korean uh, daughter, and so wow. Um, and this is basically someone who was uh, uh, an infant that was abandoned in a park in Korea that um, through an adoption agency and service uh, connected my parents as willing adoptees. And I remember in 75 driving to LAX and we met at an international terminal and someone came off the plane and gave my parents this baby girl. And wow. um, yeah, and all, all the, all the name tags and everything were in Korean and uh, the baby had a Korean name. So we all had a part in naming the baby. Um, the name we came up with was April because she was adopted in the month April. Okay. And uh, oh, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah and, and we developed a, um, there's a little story here. We developed a very keen friendship, um, you know, s uh, brother, sister relationship. And I got really protective over her. And, you know, I was just talking to my wife about this. Um, with all the, uh, you know, terrible uh, acts of violence that are occurring, you know, in the, you know, black community, as well as the Asian community now, the AAPI right. community, um, you know, I, I was speaking the other day in an event, and I told a story that I haven't told before, where I remember, you know, so hearing, hearing all the acts of violence against the Asian community, mm -hmm. Um, I remembered, I had flashbacks to, you know, my parents lived in a predominantly white neighborhood and, you know, um, my brother and I, everyone's white. And then there's this adopted Korean daughter. Um, and I remember the comments that people would say, uh, my sister and I went to the same school for a while because of our age difference, which was very close comparatively to my brother. But then the comments, you know, you have mean kids, but you also had like probably mean or uneducated, disconnected parents, which in today's society would be absolutely unacceptable, right? So, you know, why are her eyes like that? Or why does she sound like that? Why does she have, why does she uh, not pronounce words correctly? Or, um, you know, making, uh, you know, um, sound effects that are like uh disrespectful with different cultures you know and 
Um, and it just, it was, it's been, that was emotional for me then because I would be, you know, like, you know, kind of like defensive older brother, but in this day and age now, my sister and I are very tight, um, you know, here X amount of decades later, but seeing all this, it's just like another version, but even more violent now. Oh man. Yeah, that's tough. You, uh, I can. It's amazing that you you were uh, as a child as a kid. Uh, um, how old were you when when you guys adopted her? Because you remember yeah. it vividly. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. so so I was I was three <laughs> when my parents adopted wow. uh, my sister. However, um, you know. Yeah, so three. I'm sorry, I was just double checking my facts. So yeah, I was three. And so, you know, when I was in kindergarten, she was two. When I was in first grade, she was three. Yeah. And then it, it got to the point where, you know, yeah, we're, we were always a couple years apart. That's great, man. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But anyway, I just, just just to close off on that, though, but the, the, vi the racial violence has got to stop. Like, just that's, that's the pin in it, because that would be multiple conversations but yeah. it's yeah. it's not tolerant you know we, we all of us have to represent each other and have each other's back and just cut the crap it, it's ridiculous i mean it's it's uh, i mean i post about these things every day on my social media and about you know i think we get lost in these narratives that are given to, by either either corrupt corporations or even corrupt governments um they they kind of throw these baits into the onto the internet or onto the news uh, the news is a whole other bag of worms because that might all, be another that yeah, might be another show too. <laughs> that, that's right that's right well the reason i'm the reason i'm mentioning all this is because and this will tie into laziness. It takes a lot of effort at times, right? It takes a lot of effort to just simplify things and to just think, forget everything that all the BS that I'm seeing on the computer about this and that, and all of these left and right media uh, trying to in influence the mind. If we forget about all of that and simplify it, and this is where it really, I feel it, it takes a lot of effort to just simplify it. But once you simplify it, it's not hard anymore. And that, and the simplicity is that we're all humans first, right? So it's like, when we just think of it at that level, at that very basic level, mm -hmm. okay, we were all born somewhere. Yeah. Right? We were all, we all were born to a set of parents, whether that, that set of parents ended up being in our lives or not, that's, that's a different uh, branch off of that. However, we were all born. And I don't think there's, there might be a small group in, of humanity that, that wants to debate that, but um, majority of humans will agree to that. Because we yeah. all have a story. You just shared it. You were yeah. born. You were born somewhere. I was born in Iran, but we were both born, and that's the bottom line. Doesn't matter so, where, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No. No. You. You. Yeah, listen. I love your point, and it's something I've learned also is that um, 
you, you're, you're culturally rich, right? You're, um, you're woke in a number of areas, right? As a compliment, right? You're, you're, you're an international man of mystery, right? You're, you're, you know, you're from the, you're from the, the you're from the East, um far so, yeah, <laughs> east you hail from the east um yeah not east coast west coast but no yeah, you're from the yeah. east yeah. and but the but the thing i was going to bring up is with different cultures right so um my wife my wife is my wife is half black half half chinese and my wife um we had a conversation uh, where i was asking her how does she represent and the reason I asked this is that her father, who was a father figure and a military strong man, was black. Mm. Um, and her mother, um, who emigrated and fled uh, communist regime of China to Taiwan, to the United States, is like OG Chinese. So her mom is Chinese and English is a second language. So mm-hmm. um, my wife and I were talking about race and representation and she uh as a modern black woman she represents uh she represents as a modern black woman based you know people judge her on that her appearance and whatnot mm-hmm. however culturally she was brought up as a traditional chinese daughter and the reason to tie this all in is and what i was referencing about race and your comment uh, earlier is that you were saying we're all born however there's a lot of ignorance out there, you know, and, um, you know, I remember I, I saw a movie that a lot of us know, you know, maybe in the nineties, uh, Forrest Gump, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Stupid is stupid does. That was yeah. a comment. Right. Yeah. And, you know, basically that's a pretty simple, that's a super simplified breakdown of like, so, you know, my wife who, um, uh, like has, was brought up and raised with all these rich Chinese cultures a lot of respect to elders a lot of respect to hierarchy a lot of respect to the family family first and uh and you know parents give to their kids as an investment to make sure that they have a good footing to start their life in the right direction and from our conversations there's a lot of similarities with your upbringing as well i don't know if that's entirely the western way and also the western way like in america if you get down to certain like demographics or even soci sociological sociological like breakdowns you know like um middle class white you know my mom would yell at me get a job right yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, you yeah. know yeah or you know um hey i had to earn my own money for my car i had to i moved out with my own savings i i had to yeah. do everything right pay for my own school right. um but i don't see that with other cultures so i think for for us you know also in this this age of reflection it should be where we're seeing all these uh unacceptable acts out there is that we are all the same and yeah. we're here together and we're, what the hell happened to community and what happened to this you know um, why is there even, you know, fools out there on racial superiority conf- conflicts of, uh, you know, or, or you know, it's pedestals. It, it needs to go. It's, uh, yeah, you bring a good point because it's, you're right, in the West, or, or let's just focus on the USA, United States, it's, um, there is, there is social uh, bias, and unfortunately, and again, 
Um, it affects livelihoods. It affects jobs. And in real bad cases that we're seeing a lot, it's affecting lives. It's affecting mm-hmm. literal mortalities. Um, there, there, there should be bigger things to worry about, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but, <laughs> I say that I say that loaded, right? I mean, right. like, like, like we're we're fighting a pandemic. The pandemic does not see color lines, right? Exactly. All right, but, but it's a great reminder. It's a great mm-hmm. reminder. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, poverty and violence are seeing color lines right now, and that's where people are pissed, right? You know what's sad is that this whole pandemic, not it didn't just shut down. Uh, a lot of jobs, right? It shut down everything. It literally shut down the good and the bad. It shut down uh, these crazy shootings for a, for a good chunk of time. There, you weren't hearing about shootings as a result of this COVID, because um, everything was closed. There was no there were no uh, no places to assemble, right? People so no, didn't go out. People didn't go out and shoot. But that's crazy to me. Like you would think when you're sitting at home and you're in quarantine or when you're, when you're in this on a stay at home order, depending on the state you're in, it's like, you would think you can start to think about it and then reflect and, and have a moment of, of, of potential growth in, in thinking. Hmm. But look what happened. States numbers are starting to go down. They're starting to open back up and right away you're getting these, these shootings again and you're getting these uh hate crimes coming right back it's just like like it's so funny it's it's sad but it's also funny to me that these guys these people who are committing these horrible acts are aware enough to say okay oh i shouldn't be going out to you know but then it's like oh okay now we can go back let me resume what what i wanted to do well, the, well, you know, it's complicated, you know, um, it is complicated. Yeah. And, you know, here, here we went on going back in time because this is, this did not, the topics you mentioned didn't, didn't just speak, didn't just, didn't just spring up overnight. Right. No. So, um, you know, during and before COVID, we had a very divided America as far as politics. Yeah. Um, you know, with that, there's the loud and proud uh, movements that are out there where, you know, people thought it was okay to, you know, uh, fly some inappropriate flags or say some inappropriate things or express themselves for how they truly feel and label themselves as patriots. Um, that didn't go away. I think you and I had a wonderful conversation, Pej, that um, one day where we were talking about the reality, the stark reality of it is that half of, I think you had a show on this too. It's like half of America yeah. voted for the other guy. Right. And and that's still alive and well. And I think that also derivatively is, is, is there's, there's some linking to what we're seeing, you know, COVID or not yeah. COVID. Now we get like, you know, stir crazy cabin fever okay. and people go out and they're yeah. popping off. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and now they're, now they're really pissed. They were pissed before, but now they're pissed. They're pissed. They lost the election. Now they're really pissed. So, <laughs> it's so. true. But so all of, I mean, again, because it is all related, we're not trying to be cute about this. It's, it's, it is all related as far as laziness, I would say. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk about laziness. I mean, no, but you know, this is but this is but this this is a great topic in relation to that. And and the reason I say that is this. 
and 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 let me let me know if you disagree whether right or left anything any experiences we go through anything we're taught right it's it's a fragile thing because um emotions get involved mm-hmm. and when emotions get involved nine times out of 10 we're going to not make the wisest decision sure right? it it's possible it's very unlikely that we're going to make the best decision when we're emotional i've done it myself and 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 it's it's part of human nature however um this idea of laziness and thought laziness in activity laziness whether it's physical mental the whole nine everything relating to it um do you think that it comes from just your experiences and what you were taught or do you reach a point where you have to make that uh decision uh and and you get to s- notice whether you're doing what you're doing is wrong versus right and and yeah what where do you where do you what what's your views on that just on the top of your lazy you're not calling me lazy but you're saying what 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 are these questions about laziness and where does it come from well laziness in the sense of like even decision making right cuz mm-hmm. it it all it, it's all I think if if we actually put in the effort as I mentioned earlier um politics aside right um social uh abnormalities aside um as as human beings um again I'm trying to simplify it because we can easily say if because of this this and this I'm going to go left because of this and this this I'm going to go right but forget this this and this for a minute and just think it's a it's a it's a white canvas right it's a it's a clear yeah. canvas and and there's there's nothing to influence us to go left or right would you think that would you would you say that because of those experiences right if we put those aside are we able then to uh think more clearly and 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 um think with more love and and unity for humanity Yeah, we should. Um, but I don't know if it's a level playing field because there's, I think there's the ability. There's a, so human beings by instinct, by nature, by genetics are emotional creatures. Sure. And there's also self control and awareness that some people might just be ignorance and feel that ignorance is bliss, right? Hey, they might not be aware they're emotional. That's just how they were raised. That's their surroundings, their behavior. It's gotten them to where they're at. Maybe they don't recognize where they're at is where they want to be. They just feel like maybe victimized or whatnot, or like, this is where society has put me and whatnot. However, it's almost like, hey, look in the mirror. One of those like just direct comments. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if laziness is necessarily bad bad necessarily bad so this is this is controversial right so um you know so um merriam webster the dictionary right if you look up if you look up um uh if you look up work work is defined as effort over time okay and just simple math you know effort over time um if you look up lazy uh lazy is disinclined to activity or exertion and so you know Okay, so you're disinclined to do an activity. Hey, do you want to run a mile with me? No. <laughs> you know, so so there, without the judgments, there could be more involved, right? right. Um, 
you know, but, you know, um, you know, lazy people could possibly be highly efficient, you know, like, Hey, and I'm just being, and I'm just being comical here, but in the, in the state of like, like thought, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So someone could say, Hey, you're lazy accusation, like as an accusation, but Uh the lazy person could be like, yeah, well, I really figured it out. You know, like, um, lazy people could be highly, uh, efficient. Um, let's say like, like napping, right. Lazy Uh people, let's say they, they nap. Yeah. You know, and if you nap, you know, nap is like some, you know, like, you know, if you're stressed out or you need some sleep or you want to get your mind off something, someone might want to nap, but the lazy person's already figured it out. Right. (laughs) Or um, maybe smart people like to be lazy because they want to get something done with the fewest amount of metrics, right. Of steps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Hey, you know, like, you know, like, Hey, do your chores. And the kids like this. Really? You know, but then the kid, but then the kid does them and they basically took, you know, maybe 50% of the steps out that you would do. Not yeah. that you're, you're not judging the end result. At right. least it got done definitively, but that could be another conversation, right? No. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's as far as, um, I mean, I, I see that, I see that, um, we can label napping as, as. I mean, it can be defined as sure. laziness, but it it really. Listen, I come from a culture that, I, for the record, I don't nap. I, I don't I don't like to nap. If I'm afforded the time, or if, if I have the mental time to nap, if I give myself that that break, um, I'm not 30, a napper either. Yeah, thirty minutes at at best, right? Yeah. Thirty minutes at best, if I can mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, anyway. they say they, they say they say like Einstein never slept a whole night of sleep in his life. You know, he he did these cat naps you know, every now and then, yeah. and he was like highly productive and a and a patent machine, right? He just invented a whole bunch of cool stuff. Exactly. Now that you're looking at, yeah, Einstein being the inventor and and um, mm-hmm. as far as a scientist, and then you had we talked about Kobe. He he didn't nap. He didn't he, or he didn't sleep much. He yeah. he was he was doing three a days his entire career. Wow. Right? Three a days in his entire career, 4 a.m., uh, 12 p.m., 8 p.m., wow. repeat, every day. And he did that. And, and I mean, but again, that took, it takes a certain, at some point, do you say, is it innate or is it a choice or is it a mentality, mm-hmm. right? Like, is it discipline? That's the, that's why this whole topic was riveting. And I wanted us to talk yeah. about it here. Yeah. Well, motiv- yeah. motivation's huge, man. Like, um, you know, I, I was going to go on and say like a couple other things, you know, like um, we've heard the term Sunday fun day, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so there, there could be some laziness involved there or, you know, and, or, you know, you know, maybe, you know, Hey, when you're lazy, you're not doing anything. And when you're not doing anything, listen, what happens there? Like it might improve your sleep. If you're not doing anything, it might decrease your pain. It might reduce your anxiety. It might lower your blood pressure, you know, who knows, but Absolutely. But but as far as like, you know, I do believe that, you know, so, so we, we all are accountable, right? And so if someone is lazy and they're not accountable, then that might be a dilemma, right? Um, n- not only for the person at hand or subject matter in this conversation, but maybe for the persons around uh, the people around them. If someone marries someone who's lazy, 
yeah. or someone has a friend that, you know, that lazy friend, right. <laughs> or, uh, you know, that, I don't know, you know, we could put any story to it, but, yeah. um, you know, I think there could be some mental health concerns around lazy or 100%. there, there could be some selfishness, you know, like, um, and, and self selfishness, you know, I know there's another train of selfishness, like the Ayn Rand, you know, you know, novelists, you know, like, you know, selfism, which is like some people believe in objectivism that it's selfish could be a good thing, but mm-hmm. some people who are, you know, selfish and say, you know, Hey, I want to be lazy. I'll let someone else do it. You know, I'll just catch two birds with one stone by just dragging. But you, know? <laughs> but you can argue that you yeah. can argue that selfishness can be the other side. People who are super driven, people who are mm-hmm. super successful on top of the world, right? Uh, yeah. As far as an athlete like Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. you have to know that him dedicating 20 years like that couldn't have mm-hmm. been easy on his wife and his kids. Right. That, and, that's, that is true. Um, I, I, but I think, you know, with anyone like driven and whatnot, um, you know, there's sides of this, you know, like, like balance. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, so Kobe was a family man, but you know, in the NBA schedule, you play a lot of basketball. Games. Yeah. And, so the, and that's one, just the games. Not, we're yeah. not talking about the preparation. You're, you're, you're right. And so, yeah. so, so I don't know how much time at home there was. Right. And yeah. You know, I mean, and, that's a sacrifice. That's a real sacrifice from the family, right? And and oh, it, it takes so much to keep that um, consistently every day, day in, yeah. day out. And and that Kobe is, is is just one of the prime examples. You know, um, there's many. Einstein yeah. Einstein was not a not we could we would consider him not lazy. Uh, but are there people who would we would look without much um, research, right? And we would we could categorize them as lazy. And then we look into their lives and we see, oh, wow, this guy is actually uh, super successful, right? I mean, it, it depends on how we look at laziness. I think it's, it's, an, it's, a, um, it's a subjective thing, right? It's... it's, it's uh, I could be doing things right now that my wife could look at and say, Oh, that's laziness. Right. But in my mind, I'm not looking at it as laziness. Right. And I'm looking at it as it's, it's, it's a reset time. It's a reset time to get back at it. You see what I'm saying? Like it could be perspective. So this thing can get really, I think we're looking at the more obvious and broader mm-hmm. definition of laziness and you defined it from the Webster dictionary. But, um, well, you know, you, you know, I was, I was just going to add to that though. We had to be careful too, because we're throwing out labels. Right. But yeah, um, so it is possible for someone, you know, wearing multiple hats, right. Like we all do to, yeah. you know, maybe be lazy in an occurrence or one iteration, right. Hey, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not feeling like cooking tonight. doesn't mean you're lazy. Right. No, or, right. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, you didn't do something that maybe you should have, you know, are you lazy? Maybe you're just lazy on that, you know? So. So is laziness something that's uh, retrospective ultimately, or is it something it's, it's, we're not used. I want to clarify that the whole, this whole topic wasn't intended to, to be used to categorize people, right? That's not the point of it. um, I think I was more interested in, in understanding the behaviors and, and, the motivations and and upbringings 
of youths in the specifically and then um i i had some things i think that i can relate to with you but um i think we can define laziness differently depending on who you ask and that's that's a whole other story what i want to what i wanted to really get into is what makes you driven and motivated and and um basically not that mentality of not taking the no for the answer for an answer right mm -hmm. to, when you have a vision um and i think you've mentioned this before to me during our classes but uh you love design and i, I mm -hmm. is that is that is that the root of it or is that where, where is that what you would say starts it all for you as far as no oh i'm curious no that, i appreciate it I, i'm curious um okay i i'm curious i also I think I'm um, what motivates me is self mastery and growth. You know, I'm, um, you know, I like, I like, I like reaching out to others. I like having conversations. I like learning from others experiences. Yeah. Um, you know, all of our experiences are so dynamic, but there is alignments, you know, like um, we might've taken, we've all taken different paths. Yeah. But um, we, we, the experiences we've had down the, down the line as far as our and as our destination um, have varied. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, uh, I, I was raised at a I, I think one of the messages from my dad is, you know, hard work pays off. And so um, I don't know. I've never been the, you know. And and for me, like I could take hard work and and put smart work in there too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I'm not because 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 there's a whole dilemma of like, well, work hard or work smart, right? Well, to me, I want to put them together because you know I'm not going to build an addition to a house unless I have a blueprint, right? right <laughs> so or right, right. you know, or I'm not going to make a direction that could affect like um uh that could expose the family to liabilities, you know, um, unless, unless it's really thought out or, you know, it's, it's planned. Um, yeah. So I, I think for me is that I I'm on this, this quest for, you know, like never ending pursuit of learning and, and experiencing, uh, you know, uh, other people and experiencing, you know, um, you know, conversation and and also you know making change you know like uh you know i i work on my place because i want to make it better for my family so we can enjoy that yeah. um but like even going back to community and society like everyone can make a change right and you know you know like with this racial inequality that we were talking about earlier it's like it takes people to make those changes and i don't think that's a topic to be lazy on Right. I, I don't, yeah. you know, if someone doesn't want to fix their house up, you know, hey, don't yeah. fix, don't fix yeah. it your house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, another thing too, is I might be, um, uh, I might be a little bit frugal on that, you know, where, you know, I get a quote of like, it costs that much to do what I'm going to yeah. learn how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the internet, you know, I'm going to figure it out. Do you associate that to your uh, blue collar upbringing? Yeah, I think so. Like um, my dad was a penny pitcher um, uh, and, you know, my mom was a coupon, coupon queen, you know, like uh, yeah, always yeah. Clip, clipping those coupons and, I, you know, I and yeah, and it, it, yeah, and it, you know, it adds up, you know, like, hey, I, you know, when I was getting close to 16, 
you know, hey, I want to drive, you know, well, well, you're not, you know, <laughs> or you need to, uh, <laughs> you need to, uh, you know, my family was never uh, soft on the, uh, the letdowns or the, uh, you know, yeah. the, the word. Yeah, yeah it, it was definitely tough love. But, yeah. you know, so basically, if you want something, you got to work and earn it. So you appreciate it, right? Okay. And yeah. I do have to admit, it took me a while to get there. But, um, you know, you know, for, you know, when I was younger, it was probably, you know, a little more um, non-refined, a little more full of piss and vinegar, you know, like, you know, uh, you know the adults don't figure it, haven't figured it out yet. Now there's me, you know, and did you pay for that type of thinking? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, multiple times, you know, I, um, you know, um, yeah, multiple times, you know, I, you know, maybe in another conversation, you know, I, um, um, uh, you know, I was a hacker, I got in trouble with the law a couple of times. Okay. Um, I, um, you know, that actually kickstarted my career in one way or another in different uh-huh. areas. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I also, um, I think when I was younger, I might've been a little more, you know, this is a little personal, but I, I might've been a little more, um, um, calloused or a little more, um, you know, not refined with friendships and relationships that could have been more lifetime, more, more lifelong. Mm. I am, while I am friends with people I've known from a very young age, I'm not friends with everyone. And I, I think now in hindsight, it's like, you know, it takes two to tango and, you know, you know, I could have came to the table a little more uh, delicately in space in t- at different times, you know. I got you, man. I got you. Um, but, you know, it, it takes that humility to recognize that, too. Right. So it's yeah. um, a lot of people in your in your shoes may not. Right? And yeah. And, um, it's interesting, though, I relate to you with the upbringing, though. I mean, I uh, and you 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 said you paid for that um type of thinking when you were younger or that uh way of thinking I, as did i you know i i mean i had a i was careless in high school i i, I didn't really have a plan and you know my parents got to, you know they had to smuggle out of the out of iran to come here it wasn't yeah. your it wasn't your normal story of just uh you know oh apply for a visa boom next thing you know you're in the united states it was the furthest from that and the leading factor for that was religion and and it was the fact that my parents and my and myself and my sister um which is also seven years older than me so i relate with you with your brother being older by a good amount um we didn't we we weren't uh in the muslim religion which is the which is the uh basically the operating religion of that country right it's it's called islamic republic of iran now they literally changed the name um to that uh and <clears throat> we we were raised in the bahai religion and and not to get into the religion but the point being is um similar to you know the the 40 1940s for for the jewish community in in germany um it was i could compare it to that with the uh with the baha'is in iran and um and they they literally do in in prison um i think i i can't remember what the term is for the crime quote unquote of of being a baha'i in iran um if you're active 
uh, as a Baha'i over there, it's it's basically considered a crime, and and you're anti-government, and you are against the the country, and um, they draw up this uh, this crime on you to to arrest you and throw you in jail. Now, I was young when I left Iran. However, my mother, uh, she was only, I mean, she was in prison for a whole year before she had me she was married to my father and and she, they had my sister and at the age of three they actually um, arrested my mom and my grandmother her mother together and and imprisoned them for a for an entire year um at which point you know the the torture stories that she's told me about how they they would torture her and my grandmother uh, with the sole purpose of getting them to recount, recant their faith, recant their faith in, in their beliefs and, and, and uh, admit to turning away from that religion. It, so these stories, me um, not even having dealt with any of that, but my, my dad also having a successful business that the government shut down three different times uh, as soon as he was reaching the height. So imagine you you get this appliance store. My dad's been a handyman his whole life. He has this appliance store, gets it to heights to the point where the government recognizes that the owner is a Baha'i. Boom, shut down. You can't operate. Shut down for six months. So now he's he's the he's the breadwinner of the of the house at the time. My my mom can't get a job. Again, all ties together because of the religion. Um, so my dad started his own literal business because he wouldn't mm. be he wouldn't be hired. He wasn't able to get a job. Again, things that are out of his control, similar to what we talked about earlier here in the states. We have that same issue here. Uh, you know, the black community and the Asian community and other communities of yeah. minor of minority. Well, well redlining uh, back in uh, you know like the mid 1900s. You know, like yeah. where yeah. you know black people couldn't live certain areas or financial institutions wouldn't give them loans yeah yeah it's um it's just you know one does it through through corporations and one does it through uh literal laws of the land which is in in iran both are wrong and both are are cruel but you know it was um it was what it was and my dad never wanted to leave iran and it got to a point that he was so defeated and so beat down beaten down by the third time that I remember this conversation vividly. I was maybe five or six years old. And um, we're sitting around our coffee table. I even remember where we were uh, in relation to the four of us. And my dad says, uh, you know, he pulled us in. He said, we're having a meeting. We never had meetings. <laughs> you know, so it's like the fact that he had That's a, a big meeting, deal. Yeah, when he mm. says we're having a meeting, you knew something was up. Yeah, And he tells us, you know, we're leaving. He says we're going outside of Iran. He had never mentioned the United States. And, and truthfully, that was their third choice. It was their last choice of places to come. Uh, Australia and Canada being one and two. Um, so, again, to con- concise this a little bit, uh, he said we're leaving Iran. And, and for me, again, six-year-old, don't see the weight of that of that statement right i'm yeah. just i'm just thinking of oh, okay whatever i finished two years in iran in, in grade school 
one first and second grade um then we we had to get smuggled into afghanistan and then into pakistan uh and that's where we seek asylum and then we we were able, we were granted a visa through pakistan the the embassy there and america wasn't even accepting people during our time and and within a week span they opened their their <laughs> literally they opened their gates and they said we're taking people in if you want to go go now luckily and i say luckily because we were only there for 7 months in pakistan um nothing against pakistan but that wasn't our des- final destination it was basically <laughs> we were there on uh as a intermediary uh living which was mm, not incredible not fun yeah we had nothing nothing there you know we essentially left everything behind in iran and and this is all me uh reflecting on this as an adult right again as a kid it was just fun oh fun road trip you know we're going to pakistan and blah 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 anyway um so you know luckily seven months my brother-in-law however wasn't so lucky he was stuck in pakistan for three years right and that's he, where he met my sister but he had to get a job just to survive in pakistan wow. nobody went to pakistan to work the idea was go in try to get your stuff done to get you know get the get the visa you need and 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 go to the uh, final destination oh well, so that's I, a journey that's an incredible journey thank you yeah i mean it's it was my um my childhood you know and and then coming to america and and living in the state of maryland um initially and uh growing up going to high school and then uh again my parents did all of this their main reason was for my sister and i to have an education to be able to have an equal opportunity to to get an education um and then for me to be careless in high school got in one of the worst car accidents of my life in high school just being careless not giving a shit mm-hmm. uh, almost died from that car accident and you know knock on wood i i actually survived it <laughs> my dog thought someone's at the door and then um anyway come out of that car accident in the summer going still back to high school missed out on on team sports because of the a severe head injury long story short i say i was still careless finished high school careless going to community college careless so this summer before starting community college my dad go he he basically and by this point my sister was married and living in uh california he tells me we're packing your stuff you're getting shipped west in a week in one week wow again i'm 17 to give you a reference and and most people and, are 17 and how long and how long were you there in that location uh in california oh when i got shipped yeah before you got shipped so you 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 moved from overseas and you were on the east oh, coast oh in maryland yeah so yeah, yeah. from 95 to 2003 So okay. 95 to 03 I I I go through my middle and high school days age okay. uh, and and some elementary So so you have a friend base then and that that could be some culture shock you know now you're going to move right Right but here's the here's the funny thing about it I still didn't care right mm. I was I was like okay ship me west I was just I don't know if <laughs> it was the result of the accident I was just mentally like not prepared for adulting you know and and it was just I just didn't I didn't take it seriously and and but blessing in disguise was that shipping to the to California because when I came here I I went from feeling a sense of entitlement feeling a sense of like 
Mm-hmm. Oh, my parents will bail me out, right? None mm-hmm. of that was there anymore. Yeah. So now I had to carry my own weight. And I would say between the ages of 18 and 19, I learned uh, the majority of my lessons that would carry me through my 20s and and make me learn what it really takes to 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 be a, a, a better person. I started thinking less about myself mm-hmm. and I started thinking more about these stories that I'm telling. And I That's started cool. realizing that, damn, you know, my parents sacrificed a whole lot to be here. And for me to be careless is, it, it, it was just, I was disappointed in myself to say the least, mm-hmm. but it, it, it led to uh, me finishing, you know, my degree from UC Davis and in, in music where my passion lied and now i have this podcast and i and i'm and i'm you know and you're been, mean you're meeting cool people you know what I mean? <laughs> that's right that's right meeting people yeah. like yourself exactly yeah yeah anyway sorry to take all that airtime to mention it it was just um it was a passion it was i was passionate about it and i needed to mention it as no i I'm I'm for, I I love you sharing it. I I I actually think that there's probably four episodes of material in the last uh, 15 minutes that we need to focus on. <laughs> I 100% agree, yeah. and I I 100% want you back on here. Um, but to button up this whole uh, discussion on laziness, because that's where what I faced, and and whether it was mental laziness, mental health, uh, uh, many things can lead to. The lack of motivation, lack of wanting to try things, wanting to to succeed. Um, where do you, how do you present that now to the next generation? You being a father now, and and having mm-hmm. a daughter, and um, have you had any any uh, instances where you're reminded that you know they may need a little bit of alignment? In- yeah, you know, um, you know we. You know, there there was a situation recently where we got a report card that was mediocre. You know, and uh, what's um, mediocre? Medi- no, mediocre. <laughs> you know, mediocre. And no, know. You know, there there's now there's just there's just a, a couple grades in there that you know were, you know, below below par. And we're not, you know, no one's looking for straight A's, but we're no. just looking for, you know, hey, um, I think for me is the alignment of, you know, that effort the effort over time, right. And work and your no disillusions on like, Hey, I want to, I can not do homework. I can, you know, watch some anime. I can hang out and talk to my friends yeah. and wait, I get a report card and I might be brought to tears, you know? So something yeah. doesn't, something doesn't fit there. So yeah, um, I used it as an opportunity where, you know, we had a discussion and um, you know, girl little girl breaks down the tears and says but i did the best i could and 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 that was a discussion on you know let's let's get realistic you know like you know if if that's the best you could do and you're being really honest with yourself and me that's one thing but if you feel that you could have maybe like separated like you know here's recreation and here's not and you know you know, you got to pay your dues, you know, um, you know, there are people, you know, we all known this, like people growing up, um, Hey, that's an easy a, or, you know, they, they got easy a's and I was never that student personally. Mm. Um, however, you know, hard work, you know, going back to my dad's wisdom, you know, back in the day is like hard work pays off. 
So, you know, we, we just developed a priority and it wasn't, it wasn't uh, in any penalty way at all. It was just like, you know, Hey, you reap what you sow, you know, that's a, I think that's a term from the Bible. <laughs> reap what you sow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, let's be realistic. So I have to say that after that conversation, um, you know, there was no banning, no, no, nothing of TV. I mean, it was just, you know, Hey, just a good conversation of realism. Yeah. Um, on her own, she reached the, uh, the merit role, which is like, you know, a step of like the normal student population and you have the merit role. And then every quarter after that, which has been three, so four, including the merit role, but, um, she's been on the honor roll. And, um, yeah, and, and 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 I think there's a little bit of pride in that for her and recognition, which a lot of people like. They want to be recognized, and um, you know, um, a lot of people want to be included. Like there might be some elite, um, you know, identification or such that I know the her school publishes who's in the merit and honor roll. So I think maybe there's some psychology there as far as the kids figured out. Hey, I want to get on that list, and I can't. Yeah fake my way to it right you can't yeah. kobe, kobe can't be a fake right so <laughs> so so the kid can't be a fake and you know you know have it's, a dumpster fire of a report card and yeah you know like represented it's not right right so it's, so yeah. so i think just, just to just to loop it up it's like you know my priorities are different i'm older i got gray hair and i'm like uh you know i want to have fun i want the kid to have fun um i want to keep things calm and collective um you know, I want to learn from my mistakes still in my old age and not reflect on, uh, you know, the past unless I can grow from it. And I really want to help people out. And I want to help out not only my family, but friends and and loved ones to, uh, you know, not that I'm an example because, you know, hell, you know, the road I've walked has been paved with not the smoothest you know surface. Um, right, right. Yeah, well, just, many just, many have yeah many can share that with you right many can agree that they they haven't either yeah my dog is scratching the door I um, love it. but uh it's it's great though that uh your daughter saw something in that and and it motivated her which is yeah. the, key, the key here is that motivation she was she was able to to step it up whether it was uh that recognition from the school uh or a combination of that and what you told her um it's it's you know i'd like to think that it's on her own you know but but who knows you know it's just you know um no one said hey you better pull better grades or else right 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 (laughs) but there was a a, you're right that it's on her own right mm -hmm. and 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 because she ultimately had to do the work but but um it was there was a inspiration at some point during that talk or, you know, I think so. And during maybe even when she realized that um, that wasn't her best, right. She realized that, Oh, I can do better. And, and that was motivating. Right. And, and that creates focus that creates the energy needed to, to get it done. Right. Now um, to wrap things up, because that's a good, place i think to to bring this idea of laziness and and lack thereof uh to a close i saw those two nice guitars you got over there man um i know about it but why don't you share with uh the audience uh what what turned you on to guitar and 
the dedication it ne you needed to learn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I uh, so when I, when I was younger, you know, my dad is a is a is and was a fan of um, classical music. Yeah, and so you know, um, I was interested in music at a young age, and he said, "Hey, you should play the violin." And I'm oh. like, uh, okay, I'll play the violin. I played the violin for nine years. So when oh, I was really? younger, wow. yeah, I played for a long time. And, um, you know, I played in some concerts and, um, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, it was, it, it was good, but, um, it wasn't the instrument I really wanted to play. I was, um, I was in a techno band in high school and, really? uh, and I played a couple instruments, you know, yeah, and yeah. yeah, I found my recording the other day and I was like, oh man, I gotta, make sure I have this digitally, you know, to keep it, but you got to share that with me, man. Oh man. That's a, that's, that's, something, that's, that's different. That's a different show. But, but, uh, so then, um, when I, I moved to Southern California in the early nineties, you know, I was like, you know, I didn't know a lot of people down there and I was getting my career going. Um, you know, I, I said, Hey, I'm going to go buy an acoustic guitar and take some lessons. I got connected to, um, an ex rock star from the eighties that, uh, taught, guitar on the side and we're wow. still friends today and um you know and he had a video on mtv and some hit songs and no and way. yeah and there was a lot of respect there and so i just we developed a friendship and i i took lessons from him for over 20 years <laughs> and so i i learned a lot about music and and life and uh and it was good it was a it was a good relationship so you know, I, I, I see some similarities in us where, you know, hey, you know, now we're on, I'm on the piano and, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of fun with it. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, it turns into something bigger, but yeah, I, I love the guitar and um, I love, I love having music in, in my life. Um, I wish others in my house did as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. My, I, as you know, I, I love music and that's a cool story, by the way, that your um, guitar teacher was on MTV. Sorry to disappoint. I was not on MTV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. that's, I mean, yeah, music, the discipline it takes, man. I mean, it's, it's a testament to this whole discussion. You, you, you found the passion for it. I mean, you recognized it. Uh, while playing another instrument right or maybe you knew about it even before then before the violin yeah. but um you dedicate 20 years to it and and um one thing we haven't done yet is have a jam sesh like you playing <laughs> the guitar and me playing the piano uh -oh. um, we'll have to do that so that's or a different you play the too. piano <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go live right <laughs> but um cool. but hey thank you for sharing your story thank you for um taking the time to sit with me and discuss this topic um i'm very excited about your pool and what when it all comes to a conclusion and uh once covid is is at bay i'm gonna jump in that pool yeah definitely <laughs> so, yeah, i love it well thanks for your time and, uh, and thank you for sharing your story too i appreciate it man um thanks everyone for tuning in this was episode nine of fumble podcast with scott uh, the man, the man of the hour. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Much love.
together We'll purify the mind And have a good time I'll showcase your very best